Dodgy microphones. Check. Bad recording. Check. Three ill-informed idiots talking rubbish. Check. Yes, it's official. The Lock-In Podcast is back. Hello and welcome back to the Lock-In Podcast, the show that lifts the lid on life in the pub trade by those working in it. We're back for our second series. Clearly the authorities haven't been listening to the last one, so long may it last. I'm the Morning Advertiser's Ed Bennington, and with me as ever are my slightly capable co-hosts, Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson. Heath, as ever, needs no introduction. He's a great operator that runs a number of leading pub operations in the south of England. He's won a range of top awards and is universally acknowledged as one of the country's best operators. Hang on, hang on a minute. Heath, have you hacked my script? <laughs> oh, I that your joke. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. You've had six months to come up with this script. <laughs> You know, you can't rush these things. So, uh, and James, on the other hand, does need an introduction. We're just not sure what he does. So, thank you, guys. Morning. Six months. He's in his own humour lockdown. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's. I'd like to say it's great to be back or to have you back. Um, and I see you've both done your hair for the occasion as well. So, uh, thank you for that. that. That's my quota of dad jokes uh, from the start of this no podcast. No one likes so. a bully. Yet. <sighs> I don't know. So we've been off the air for the past six months or so, and quite a bit has been happening. So this opening episode of the new series is going to be taking a bit of a look back at what we've missed while we've been off air and where we're at. We'll be taking a look at some of the key trends from premiumization to post-lockdown trade through to letting Eve have a bit of a rant about the budget and the government because he's probably got quite a lot to get off his chest. Before all that, let's just sort of talk. How have you been, chaps? What's, uh, what have you been doing without the podcast to give your lives meaning? Uh, work. Right, just work, <laughs> just work. I know. Went off to. I went and saw some football in Madrid, and went off to Greece on a jolly with one of the suppliers. But that's about it. Did a bit of fishing as well, I believe. Fishing. I went fishing. Yeah. Yes. Went to fly yeah. fish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. James, I just listened to old episodes on loop because <laughs> <laughs> I just picked out some of the highlights. I've done, I've done a, a highlight reel. Have you? <laughs> it's not very long. I was going to say it's about thirty seconds long. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks. I mean, I've, I have missed this time of you two basically taking the mickey out of me. Uh, I, think doing, I think we're doing quite well. well. Yeah. Uh, I know you do it generally, but uh, but, but uh, it's nice to be back. Thank goodness it? for WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, what's, what's top of mind at the moment? What's um, what's happening with you guys? I mean, we're, we're talking a lot about Christmas. We've got mm. Christmas bookings. I mean, how are you finding that? Good. Look out, James. How are we yeah, really good. Mm. Really good. Better than last year. Right. Um, people seem to have a bit of pent up you know, need to celebrate and get together. But the big difference is that the groups are very small or smaller. Right. We, we've always limited it. I mean, Heath will probably talk more about that here, but just it looks like departments are coming rather than firms en masse, yeah. which suits us beautifully because, you know, say Heath will talk about bigger groups in a minute, but very much so, round our way, we've managed to get most of the businesses, I think. And, okay. And um, mixture of lunch and dinner, but really strong, mm. really strong forward bookings. And, um, yeah, it's good. Good, but generally trade's brilliant. Good stuff. Heath, what's it like up here? Well, I think we've been, I've been a bit more cautious. I've been trying to avoid large groups. I know it sounds, probably a lot of operators going, what? Um, but the biggest group I'll take is eight. I just think, who, last thing I want to do... because you can't be bothered? Or, well, uh, just, so. you know, don't like people, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that, if you, I, I, the way I look at it, right, if you take in a big group booking... 20, 30 people, not only the pub, the red line's quite small, um, it changes the dynamic of the room and 
they can be quite loud and all that. But it only takes one person in that company to come down with COVID and they will panic and then cancel their booking. Mm. And you've instead of losing it like one table of eight, you've lost 20 covers, 30 covers. So, mm. And hearing from other operator up north that he's losing a lot of his bookings past the 14th of December because a lot of the big companies are freaking out because if someone gets COVID at the Christmas party, you're having to isolate over Christmas. Yeah. So all these companies are trying to move all their bookings to the beginning of the month. So, right. yeah, I think, you know, I mean, I don't think we're, even though the government like to pretend nothing's really happening anymore, um, I think we're, we're not out of the woods by a long shot. Um, so it's just, I'm just a bit careful. I don't want to go and jump right in. It's sort of fall into a lapse, isn't it? The smaller group bit. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, the big group, you know, as you say, kills the room, mm. Um, mm. kills the mood of the pub when you've got, you know, 30 people all from sharing the in-joke yeah. at work or, you know. Yeah. And also stayed away from, we, we, at both pubs, um, we've stayed away from set Christmas menus. So we're not tying ourselves to the traditional what most pubs would do, 35 quid, whatever, you know, 20 quid, whatever quid set menu. Um, and then you've, you've got all those people, you know, having to deal with pre-orders, allergy requests, but also, you know, what's the supply chain looking like? Well, <laughs> this is it. I mean, I, I, was, I was chatting to, uh, to Vicky Williams of Almond um, Family Pubs the other day, and she was saying the similar thing. You know, it's, it's really difficult to sort of have those set menus mm. when you can't actually guarantee you're going to be getting those products. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, look at Aubrey Allen. They mm. sent out their email this week saying, you've got to have your Christmas orders in for the whole of Christmas by the 29th or 26th of November. Yeah, yeah. Man, mm. like... You've got to be organised, yeah, mm. you know, and then you could lose those bookings. They could turn around and go, COVID can't come, and mm. you've got all this food in. You've got to try and fill it. So, but yeah, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be an interesting Christmas. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about staff a lot. I mean, how's the situation with you guys? We're going to be digging into this a bit more in detail mm. in the next episode of around recruitment and retention. But how are you, how, how have you been finding it? How are you? I think it's fragile, isn't it? That's yeah. the, that's, the, we're, we're got good teams law teams get paid well get looked after well particularly compared to a lot of other operators so I think that goes in our favour but it doesn't take a lot for the dominoes to go mm, you know one yeah. positive test and, I was going to say is that, you know, is that still becoming an issue I mean, we've had the ping epidemic um, while, while we've been off air you've um, you've had uh, staff test positive I mean what, what's it like do you think we are you seeing less of that because seen people more. have had I've never, it I've never seen so many I've never known so many people to have it Mm. I had like three mm. mates last in the last couple of weeks mm. that have had it. Do you know what I mean? I'm dead. And, and yeah, me as well. Yeah, thanks. Well. Thanks. Yeah, yeah that was it. Cheers, James. Oh, so. Four mates then. <laughs> <laughs> I would say well recovered, but it was too but late. Yeah, but like it's still in the way the gov- the thing that kills me is the government are just like yeah whatever cool, and mm. it's just like what do you, you know? It's quite tough to navigate. I I doubt if you ask people in the street, men or women and asked them what the rules were about isolating with a positive test in the workplace, I'm not sure they'd really know. Mm. I, I just think it's well, so if, if you're positive, you've got to stay home. Um, in if terms of around you. You know what I mean? Well, no, if you've been I, working. Oh, no, home. if you've been working, you still... But you get contact by track and trace, and then you've got to do a PCR test, yeah. and if you've been double-vaxxed, you can mm. re- be released. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're if negative. You, I mean, and negative. if you have it in your house, if someone has it in your house and you've been double-vaxxed, you're free to go about your business. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it does make a huge amount of sense. Mm. But so. the problem is ultimately, it's one of those things you can't argue against. If mm. if the member of the team or the rest of the team or the wider team feel that they don't feel safe and they don't come in, there's not really much you can do about it, frankly. Mm. Mm. So I think that's the scary bit is mm. that fragility. Particularly, yeah, but still, well, that's what I mean. It's still, it's here. Yeah. But we're sort of... It feels it's almost come close to home a little bit, doesn't it? Because we're, like we're all starting to know people or have had it or, mm. you know, whereas previously it was more of an abstract kind of, you know, 
are you going to get it? Because yeah. now it seems to be creeping a little bit closer to the door. But very much so, I think. Yeah. But that's what kills me. The government act like it's all over. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And they yeah. really are. Like, well, the numbers are crazy, and we don't see those numbers on a daily basis like we did. Mm. Um, and you look at, um, I think Mid Sussex are where the Lockhart is. I think we're second highest in the country. I thought you were highest mm. down there. The other we, we were yeah. second highest last week, but it's going up. But it's just unbelievable. Mm. But what do you, what do, what do you do? What, what do you, like what? We don't want another lockdown. Mm. But no. what do you do? Like you know, we can't make it, the industry can't try wearing it. masks. Maybe that would be. A, that's the yeah. biggest problem, isn't it? There's lack of uh, lack of compliance across the piece. You know, you sit on the train. Nobody's wearing masks. No, had enough. Everyone's had enough. Yeah. That's the thing. The countries, you know, if they imposed what they did in Austria, another lockdown, like what? Mm. What are we looking like? Well, when you look at the um, the riots and stuff that we're getting, you know, in in Europe, it's crazy. Mm. But I think you know, I think the government look at that and think there's a chance. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's yeah. a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I think they're just holding the breath. Yeah. Um, the other thing we've, we've been seeing a lot on talking a lot about price rises. I mean, how are you uh, how are you finding that at the moment? Everything's gone up. Yeah, everything. I think even things that have you know genuinely gone up due to increased prices at source, etc. But I even think there's operators where they haven't had as much impact to use it as an opportunity mm. to knock yeah. up a few percent. But man, like my electricity bill usually is about sixteen, seventeen grand a month at the red line. And I had the renewal offer from one of, one of the suppliers, and it was thirty-five grand. <laughs> what, okay. A year, a year, yeah, not much, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what? Do you know what I mean? And I'm speaking to my broker that I use, mm. and he's just like, "Well, you know, you could take a two-year deal. It's a bit less." I'm like, "I'm not tying myself into this." Mm. So, you so know, you're paying thirty-five grand. Well, I haven't, I haven't mm. committed to anything right yet. I've still got another two months before I can. I have mm. to. But yeah, like. It's it's problem. Everything's gone up. Like they're mm. saying, manufacturing a fertilizer due to all these costs. You know, yep. it's just madness out there. But you, how how there's a point where you you can price yourself out of the market with your customers, and it's going to be a bit expensive. But we are expected to absorb it. That's the problem. It really is that everyone's cost of living has gone up. We know that, and mm. everyone uses energy, so it really it does impact everyone. We're quite yeah. lucky, though. You know, like Kate Nichols managed to get that. VAT held at twelve and a half percent, so we're all right. That, that's going to help offset some of the costs. I'm glad the government agreed to that. Oh wait, <laughs> I think uh, I will uh, park that one there for now. You're listening to the Lock In podcast. Myself, Ed Bennington, Heath Ball, and James Cuthbertson. So we're we're taking a bit of a look back at uh, some of the things that have been going on while we've been off air. Um, and obviously, the the big thing um, that we uh, we all got very excited about initially for about thirty seconds was the government's budget. Um, mentioned pubs quite a lot. Sounded all very interesting and positive. Until we actually looked at the uh, <laughs> the fine prints, which kind of took almost everything away. So, I mean, he, we're mainly doing this just so that you can have a full-on rant, um, oh. because you haven't been able to do that for six months. So, um, I mean, what what's what? What do we think? I mean, now the dust has firmly settled on the budget. This, it, the whole thing's a joke. We're just taking the piss out of it, really, aren't we? That three p on a point, like. The, the brewers, I think you said it, James. The brewers are just keeping that. I mean, they're sure they and so they should. Yeah, like it's. But we're not. 
you know what I mean? Like, almost, it's when the customer, again, it's the customer expectation. Like, I was going to say, said the, said the ex-brewer. That, uh, well, mm-hmm. yeah, but, <laughs> you know. But if you look at Who it... Who did I mean, you sell out to again? <laughs> you, if you think about, it's about the customer again, thinking that land licenses are being greedy by keeping it, you know, not reducing by 3p. Yeah. It's just mm. not, it's not a real thing. That, that's always the problem, isn't it? The customer's straight into the pub going, why, why has my mm. pint not gone down? And the reality is it's actually going up. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, the 3p is neither here nor there in the general scheme. That said, like you said, I mean, from, from a brewer's perspective, it was, it probably was welcome news, but it doesn't again kick in until what, 2023? Something like that. I mean, this is the, this is the absurdity. When, the, mm. when they put the price up, yeah, put the price of petrol take, tomorrow morning. Take, takes takes effect mm. quite quickly, doesn't it? Yeah. When they take it away, it's sort of oh, we'll, we'll we'll leave that for a bit. There was really nothing in there for us, was there? I mean, ultimately. Oh come on, the, the, the business rates was a joke as well, isn't it? They're not even going to look at it. They kicked it into the long grass, and then mm. we get half of our business rates, depending on how high mm. your business rates are. Yeah, if you're mm. a company with like, you know, that's why you always want separate limited companies in some respect. Mm. You know what I mean? Those big yeah. boys, Jesus, there's no no value there at all. No. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because we're going to come. We're not far from the new year, aren't we? And that, um, you know, some of the relief drops off. The uh, rent moratorium comes in, so God, all these pressures, yeah, are starting to build. So I think we can next next March is going to be. Oof. A lot of operators tasty. will just be getting through to Christmas and, and counting on Christmas being flying success, and then, but you know, what's January looking like? Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it's going to be tough, isn't it? It's going to be tough, and, and nothing really was given that's going to make that any easier um, in the short term or the long term. Could have kept the VAT. Could have kept the VAT. Could have given us that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's to yeah. not give us that just means. I mean, it, it hasn't been ruled out. If yeah. I'm going to play they a, a positive it. card, they haven't said they're not going to, uh, mm. but they equally haven't said they're going to keep it at 12 and a half. Or place bets. It'll be it'll be back up to twenty next. Year. That's but the problem. The government acting like it's all over and the support's done. Mm. And here we go. You guys get back on your feet now. You've had enough from us. And mm. it's not. We're still we're still hemorrhaging. Mm. You know I mean, we're still beaten. It's just a. I don't know, man. Like, I think we're starting to feel a bit beaten down with it now. Just accepting whatever's going on. Yeah, I think it's, that's. It, I mean, the the, the the interesting thing was was that the people, the positive that people took out of it was that pubs were being mentioned and focused on by the government. Um, but that's the thing, like, yeah, but they, they, th- they, I think a lot of people think we've just been looked after and given loads of cash. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know, it's, it, I don't, like, this government basically does what it wants when it wants and they can dump sewage into the rivers and, like, like it's just madness. You know, the whole thing, Boris is just getting away with murder. Mm. He's unbelievable. I've got to be careful what I say because last time I slagged them off I got a full VAT <laughs> eat out to help out audit uh, that was specifically was. because they listened to the lock-in podcast Mate. and they heard you being rude about them so and decided to well, he gave Paul Scully a, gave Paul Scully a hard time didn't he so it all felt as bad no, like, like, they, you know they, they did an audit on my I got a full audit like they I, they audited my eat out to help out scheme so any operators out there you want to know what an eat out help out audit what it looks like I had to supply pre-COVID table plans COVID table plans, a video walkthrough of the premises, photos of all the tables, bookings, where customers sat, the duration they sat at the table, their bill, the payment they paid, how they paid for that bill, relating to that bill. I had to send them all this information. The staff, how many people working, um, they ordered my furlough system, they ordered my all my books, 
um, yeah, I got taken to pieces. And I rang them up and I said, listen, I've obviously upset someone there because I don't know anybody who's been audited to this level. She said, no, no, it's just a random audit. And how's the community service going? <laughs> I mean, the fact that you survived the audit is a freaking miracle, isn't oh, it? mate, like, I got, like, clean. Like, came back, yeah, no problem. We were, we were calling for deportation. <laughs> well, then they can strip me of my passport without me knowing about it now, can't they? Yes. There's another thing. They can just strip your, your citizenship and don't have to tell you. By the way, you can't travel anymore. You've got no passport. Um... So yeah, I wouldn't it, do that though because they would actually want you to leave the country. I've got another passport. I've got a New Zealand passport. If it all goes, uh, okay. goes peaked on, and go down there and hide. It's not in his own name, but uh. hmm. I don't know. Like it's the problem you've got. The government are just getting out, doing whatever they want, and it doesn't like we've got, we're great at giving awards to ourselves. I see that one of our lobbyists the other day got two new awards, and great, well done. Fuck, but how about actually getting the job done? I mean, it, it, we've got a lot of things that are outstanding. And I, I, I think uh, uh, another operator put it the other day, kind of saying, if we don't come out the end of this crisis without business rates review, without VAT being held, mm. then we've we've monumentally failed. We've yeah. done nothing. We've, yeah. just, we've achieved nothing. We will have achieved yeah. very, yeah. I think I think the government strategy, though, is to look at so many things at once. Because they did this today with um, care, didn't they? Mm. The new care package, this 85 Oops. grand thing. Um, but I think they're dealing with so many things at once that it's so them because you can't really keep your eye on one thing mm. there's so much to look at oh look what they're, they're doing just with the, it through. Uh, the train lines what is it mm, they just do yeah, yeah. Mate, come on mm. i see they scrapped the uh, bridge going from scotland to ireland this morning the plans for that was i mean it, as if that was ever going to happen i was going to say i didn't even realize that was a genuine i thought plan, it was a was joke mm. i thought boris had done that on the back of a beer man and this, this is how he loves a bridge but here's yeah. one that here's, this is how stupid i am <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> wait, wait. wait. Ethan, on, yeah. I think we've got someone joining us. I was going to say, we're going to run out of time. <laughs> <laughs> but if you live in Northern Ireland, you've still got full EU rights. Mm. 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 We just got shafted. They talked, about it, they talked about this morning about, you know, the um, refugee crisis. They're saying 25,000 yeah. people and five had gone back yeah. this year. Yeah. But they were saying that um, we'd gone to Europe to ask for a similar scheme that the previous year, I think 250 had gone back. So still a small number, mm. relatively. And Europe just went, no. Mm. And you can imagine why, you yeah, know, we're yeah, so yeah. arrogant. And, no, you're all right, just as you are. I thought we need these migrants anyway to work well, still, for us. We, we, so. we still have more people leaving the country than staying. Mm. And Do we really? Which, yeah, yeah, it's a net loss every year. You can understand that really, can't you, the shit mm. show. But, mm. yeah, well, we're not, we do. Yeah. And, I mean... <sighs> At least some of these buggers coming over might actually work for us. You never know. And work with us and want to put a good day, sh you know, shift in. Until mm. they get pinged. Until they get pinged. Ed, you had to take the take it away from me. I did, sorry, sorry. Um, COVID passports is, is the other thing that, that sort of is, is dangling. Uh, from we keep getting asked about it. I mean, what, what are your thoughts? We've, we've seen it up in Scotland. It's been a... I was in Greece recently. A bit of a nightmare. In Athens, and you go to a bar... And they scan, they've got an app on their phone, I think, you know, like the staff will scan you. But then they want to see your ID that goes with that passport to make sure it's not a fake. You know, right. you are the person. So you're getting you're getting double checked. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like who you are. And one guy in the bar we were at, we saw this guy and he gave us thing over and it came back like no. And then he pulled out a piece of paper and they scanned that and they went no and they had to kick him out. Right. Like they're full on. Like you, you have I mean? you have to ask though, if there's anyone who's trying to get into the pub or and it hasn't double jabbed, you kind of have to go, You all right. Have you not really got this? Do you know? I mean, you have to question whether yeah, you want to be I a pub anyway. Be, but, you be, but I think, like, I think, like, what are we going to do? What Austria done? Well, 
Oh, really? No. Well, no, but... Well, we see what Austria gave us, you know, 60-odd years ago, 70-odd years ago. I mean, follow the thing. I mean, I, 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 just, though, I just want to pick up on the thing that, that he said that, that in Greece they're quite hot on checking. But they can't be that hot on checking because they let Heath back into the country <laughs> even yeah. though he's barred from Greece. I got asked to leave. I wasn't barred. I just got asked to leave many uh, years ago. The whole country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But no, but, but, but if, we, if we imagine like the added costs of running a COVID passport scheme, hmm. like it's pretty full on. Like mm. the, when we're going to the restaurants out there, they have like most of the staff just come out and scan you straight away. Mm. Like everyone's got it on their phone. All the staff mm. have the thing and they just scan you. Um, so I think the question is, it's the the, the carrots not really worked because the carrots not been big enough, has it? You know, they talked about some incentives for kids to get done like food KFC vouchers or whatever they were. Well, they've done that in New Zealand. They gave them they gave them the McDonald's vouchers. Yeah, to go mm. and get vaccinated. Yeah, which is nonsense. You should never be, you know. Broad, but are, you, are you holding out to get the McDonald's? Yeah, I'm waiting for KFC to join the party. <laughs> I think I've got one of those free burger things. Oh, I mean, you look in Scotland, I mean, some of the some of the things in Scotland have been a bit, a bit of a joke, haven't they? I've seen nightclubs that have basically taken out their dance floors to so that they don't have to have the uh, uh, the passports. Others are saying it's just absolutely killed their trade. Yeah, look so, at that, they just make it like undesirable to go out. And yet, like, we're not getting compensated by the government. Like, mm. you know, we're really going to hinder your business, but, you know, what are we going to do in return? Mm. You know, it's, it's, if they bring it in here, man, like, I don't know, like, how many people, it could be a disaster. Well, I mean, it, 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 it could be the alternative to a lockdown, though. That, and that's going to be that's the what, thing. That's what, they that's, will, that's what they'll that. say. Boris yeah. said that. He said mm. last year, if we had vaccine passports and vaccines, we wouldn't have gone into a lockdown. And I'm pretty sure that's how they'll push it through, and that's how they'll sell it to the public. Mm. They'll turn around and go, okay, guys, we don't want to go to plan B, but we want to do this because we need. We don't want to close at Christmas. Mm. And you would go, oh, we, we can have Christmas with our family. Yeah, okay, give us the vaccine passports. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised, man. Mm. Mm. These guys can do whatever they bloody want. Mm. Well, this is true. It's going to be, I mean, and, you know, let's be frank, if they did take Christmas away, it would be a disaster for the trade because oh. everyone's had to buy ahead of time because there's no stock available. Everyone's yep. sitting on a lot of money. Yeah. Those that can afford to, in fairness. Yeah, I, yes. bought, I bought all the stock. We've done the same mm. both pubs. We've bought all the Christmas stock already mm. because the supply chain's absolutely screwed. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Trying to get stuff. If that gets jerked away at the last minute. Oh, then. you imagine mm. like, sitting on a lot of money doing nothing. Mm. Um, you could always drink it, I guess. Well, it's not hard, is it? No. Drunk it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, let's uh, let's leave that there. You're listening to the Lock In podcast, and with us today we have the fantastic Phil Tate from CGA. Thanks for for joining us on this one, Phil. And we've also got Heath and James, as ever, lurking in the background to wind me up. Um, one of the key things we've been hearing since the end of lockdown is a shift towards premiumisation. Um, Customers are demanding more and more premium products. Weatherspoons are even seeing a shift to cocktails away from real ales. That's probably more down to Heath's liking for sex on the beach at his local spoons. Oh, wait, you weren't talking about a cocktail, were you, Heath? No. 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 Anyway, to help us with the ongoing growth in premiumisation and the general consumption trends, we've got Phil Tate from CGA, or Stato, as we shall now call him, uh, moving forward. I think. That's, uh, that's appropriate, I thought. But uh, Phil, thanks, thanks for joining us. I mean, from, from your perspective, what, what are you guys seeing over at CGA? 
Well, it's a, we all know what, what the depressing backdrop has been, don't we? Um, so 100 billion of lost sales, 10,000 closed outlets. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not been a, a great backdrop to come out of. But I think the, the positivity is really starting to come through. Mm. So from a, like a total sales perspective, you look at our Coffer CJ business tracker, while the MAT is still slightly down, if you're looking at the month-on-month performance now, you can really start to see it coming back into growth, 3.2% up. Right. And I'm putting those stats out there for you. <laughs> and it's, it's really being driven by the consumer. Mm. And we've got 74% of consumers who are now back into the marketplace. But what's most important is that subset of 33% of consumers who actually make up over 70% visits to the on-premise. Right. They're back and they are out in the market. And the reason why is we all know what it's like. People have missed out on those birthdays, those anniversaries, those celebrations. And they're coming back to the hospitality sector because they know it's the forum to have those kind of occasions and make up for all of that lost time. Yeah. But they're coming out with, I think it's with every opportunity at the moment within hospitality, there's a but. And I think this really does tie into the premiumization point. Their expectations have never been as high. Right. So they missed out on all of these experiences. While we've all been locked up in our houses, we've been in our own living rooms, we've been enjoying those delivery at home boxes and delivery from hospitality, mm-hmm. which is still in 130% growth, even though the market has reopened. Right. We've been deli- having our delivery at home cocktails, we've been having our delivery at home craft beers. What it means is then when people are coming out into the sector, their expectations are here. They want the best. And because two-thirds of them have actually got pent-up money as well, mm. they're prepared to try and look for those premium experiences. And if you talk to the customer now and say, what's the three things you want? Number one is service. Number two is quality of food. And number three is quality of drinks. So, I mean, the Heath, you're pretty knackered on all three of those. Well, the, like the irony is they want, <laughs> yeah. they want service. We've got nobody in the country to serve them. They want, they want quality food and drink. You can hardly get it. Do you know what I mean? Like, their expectations are unrealistic. <laughs> uh, it, go on, sorry, carry on, Phil. I was just going to say, but you bang on with the risk because, mm. like, we've got one in five hospitality jobs at the moment that's absolutely uh, vacant. We've got 76% of business leaders telling us they've got staff shortages front and back of house. And being blunt, we've got a consumer who doesn't care one jot about all those things. <laughs> one, you mean spot on. They don't care. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they uh, want their but should they? Should they care? I mean, ultimately, this is it's it's almost it's your problem to deal with. Don't give it to the consumer. Yeah, but if I'm coming to you as a customer, I don't, I don't care. But when we when we you, when we stop taking bookings because we we reach capacity, and you try and then you go, well, why can't you do us? And you say, well, that table's free. Well, it's not because we're at capacity. You try and explain it to them. Mm. I don't care. So, you know, I always say, no, I can give you the really long answer, or it's just a no. There's no <laughs> like, there's no point. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing you a table. Customer you know, service. They don't, but they don't care. Oh, yeah. They don't care, and then you get you get shitty reviews because they haven't got what they want. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And their expectations, like you said, is just coming out. They're just living on another planet. So, I mean, this is so. This effectively, you've got to manage this now, haven't you? This is what you've got to be able to do. You've you've got to be able to communicate that and and manage that process so that you aren't getting the shitty reviews. That people are understanding. You know, they don't. They don't. They care. want that experience. They really don't care. They, you know, the amount of times when you get booking requests come through and it's like they've made a booking online and it's like, it's my birthday, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Man, like, I think James said before, it's like, it's like a threat. Oh my God, they need to have a good time. Oh my God. 
Because normally oh. we give you a shit time, but as it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what, what can you do then? How do, how do you deal with that? Communicate, but they don't care. Like, it's just, just try and, like, I think you've just got to, like, you know, what we're quite good is, is being realistic about what we can actually do and then don't oversubscribe, don't, you know, don't overbook, don't, you know, you just got to be really careful and just make sure you're on point, mm. you know. Mm. Make sure you've got, you know, make sure you're wireless, make sure your menu's up to date, make sure you've got stock, make sure you've got staff, you know. Um, it's getting harder and harder. Mm. I mean, I think the, the interesting sort of the stat that seemed to be grabbed quite a lot and was, was indicative of or being used as, as indicative was the fact that Weatherspoons are now selling more cocktails than, uh, than real air, which, which I find funny because that's not really necessarily a, a sign of premiumization. That's more a reflection on the change in, in uh, consumer base. You know, there's, there's older people. I mean, you said, uh, Phil, that what was it, 70% 70, 70 of people are back. Um, but that 30% are probably more in the older age group they're still a little bit nervous they're probably in Weatherspoon's customer base as well um, Weatherspoon's may have lost some of those customers um, in, a, in a rather grim sort of uh, view during the crisis they, they may have lost some so it's no great surprise the younger people are in the spoons drinking cocktails and the older customers that haven't come out stay at home aren't they drinking the real ale so that's not necessarily premiumisation is it you bang on it because it's the people who haven't come back out yet they're typically the the older demographic and the, that 30 percent that i spoke about who come out more frequently and make up 70 percent of visits they typically spend a third more when they're out as well mm. but you can see that people are craving those experiences they couldn't have at home yeah. so our spirits have grown share of total consumption by two and a half percent and they've taken that away from like wine because people were drinking that at home. They were taking it away from some of the um, beer category. And cocktails has been a big winner. So cocktails has taken 4% of total sales inputs. 4% right. of total sales, food and drink. So right. pre-COVID, it's now up to 6.6% inputs. Okay. Right. Right. There's a younger demographic coming out. We as consumers are going to different places because one in five of us are working from home on a particular day mm. and we plan to continue to do that. So the after work occasion has gone by, down by 24%. We're replacing it with family night or date night and we're going to our local and we want cocktails, we want premium spirits, we want that excellence of serves, which then adds to all the operator challenges that we've just talked about. Because to come back on some of those points, I couldn't agree more with some of the things that were mentioned. They don't care and they'll go elsewhere. Mm. So the average consumer mm. has six brands in their repertoire of outlets they like to go to. They're churning 50% of them every six months. Mm. There's no second chances in today's market. If they go out, they don't have the experience they are craving. They're just going, right, okay, you're out. And I'm actually going to go because they've got so much choice popping up over here. Mm. I'm going to pick one of those venues instead. And the reviews are critical. Because for the, certainly the younger demographic, 54% of them choose where they go based on their friends' social media profiles. Right. And because they're all out for that reward experience at the minute to make up for lost time, we're not taking any risks with it, re-researching it. Right, so okay, everyone's yeah. looking at those reviews to go, is this place going to deliver on my experiences? And if they see some negative reviews, they'll just plan to go elsewhere. That's, that's, that's really key, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a huge amount of challenge out there. Mm. A huge amount of challenge. 
I mean, you, you mentioned wine was down. I mean, Heath, you're you're very uh, very focused on wine. It's uh, you are a wine geek in the highest order. Uh, are you feeling that? Are you seeing uh, any sort of shift in in terms of drinking habits up here? No, not in the Highgate. I think even at the lockout, we're seeing a wine. Uh, wine percentage of sales going up mm. and what we're seeing is people are drinking better wine they're, they're, they're moving away you know average bottle price has definitely gone up um, yeah I think you know I haven't really noticed but we've seen the cocktails pick up do you know what right. I mean like we've seen a lot of that we, we, we do frozen mm. margaritas and negronis and all that and they're really popular do you know what I mean yeah. so we pick up quite a bit of that and I'm conscious of time, but I mean, looking at this this sort of um, this trend in in sort of premiumisation and, and people looking for this, is this a bubble that's going to burst? Do you think, Phil? I mean, how long can it go on? Because I mean, you mentioned you know people have a bit more cash in their pockets because they weren't able to spend it, but that's fine. Right? They're going to spend it at some point if they haven't had a holiday in Cornwall for nine billion pounds. <laughs> then yeah. it, it's going to run out, isn't it? Eventually, but I think again, sorry to throw more stats at you, you guys. Oh, please do, Static. 69% of consumers at the minute are telling us they're going to continue this live for the moment mindset. Oh, because the one thing these last 18 months has taught them mm. is that every occasion needs to be an occasion. If that's a birthday, an anniversary, or a day that ends in Y, they're going to literally <laughs> make the most of it. You say and that, but uh, we'll get to January and they'll all be detoxing, hiding at home, under the blanket, yeah, watching the, Netflix. Yeah, they'll be dry January and all of that. But we, they're telling us they're going to carry these behaviours on for at least 18 months. That's what they're telling us. Right. I think we're going to see a repeat of what we saw in 2008. So in 2008, everyone talks about the, after the financial crisis, that was the birthplace of premiumisation as a whole. Mm. It was actually the birthplace of polarisation. And that's where you literally have people either stay at the entry-level price point because for them, just being out in itself is the treat. Mm-hmm. They're compromised on where they shop, they're compromised on holidays, and therefore being out means this is my affordable luxury and I'm going to make the most of it, but they stay at the entry-level price point. They still expect good value at that entry-level price point. This isn't about budget brands. This is mm-hmm. about great brands at that entry-level price point. And rather than some of them trading up to the better position, they'll literally go straight to best so with a lot of categories, people have that good, better, best mindset. Yeah. And what we see in a polarised market is it's all about the top or the entry-level price. Yeah. And we did a study across 20 countries recently about looking at how people are coming back to COVID after the month. And 33% of them want good products at the entry-level price point. 33% want luxury price points. Mm-hmm. And that's just polarisation evidence for you right there. If you're looking at what we've seen in the US and the UK, already those premiumization lines are starting to come back to a more polarized trend. Right, okay. So there's a lot of opportunity, but yeah. we've got to be attuned to it and be managing our ranging as a, as a result. So, yeah, I guess you've got to be right on top of that, haven't you, and, and, and move with, with as it flows. It, it was interesting, actually, I was chatting to, uh, uh, to uh, Mark uh, from Molson the other day, and he actually wrote a piece on this about that sort of the, the, the caution on the rush to premiumise across the board, because he was sort of saying those, those we're still not consuming in the way that we consumed pre-pandemic and as that comes back and people come in and they're going to want those sort of more sessionable sort of uh, uh, beers and things like that we need to we need to be aware of that and, and thinking about those times as they return so I guess that, that's the same isn't it you've got to be pretty fleet of foot and, and on top of those trends and changes so yeah it's, it's the middle ground that gets squeezed yeah 
because the people want entry level or best. Yeah. And it, I said, it's still a great opportunity for premiumization within that. We can see world lager sales up 5%. But you, mm. as you say, you're going to have this consumer come back who, for them, being out is the treat. Yeah. I need affordable luxuries, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, that is, I'm afraid we've got time for Phil, but thank you very much for that. Uh, some really no, interesting no stats there. No, thanks for your time, mate. Appreciate the forum. Cheers. Cheers. Yes, mate. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. This is the Lock-In Podcast. So uh, we're looking backwards of, uh, over the, some of the issues that we've seen since we've been off air. And two of the big challenges that have dominated the industry over the past few months has been the staffing crisis and, uh, and possibly also customer behaviour, which um, I'm sure Heath uh, has plenty to talk about on that but let's let's have a look um, I mean we're going to be digging into the staffing challenges in, in next week's episode in a bit more detail but I mean let's just look back I mean how, how has it been for you guys um, because it's it genuinely seems to be a nightmare for most in the trade um, there's no one around mm. there is really like you know what I mean like they want to spend all this money on these campaigns and stuff there is no one around there's not like mm. in the old days you put an advert out and there'd be people there's no one. There's well, no maybe one. that's why we need these campaigns. Yeah, but, but, and, uh, but there's no one in the country. Like, we, uh, there's a million vacancies out there, aren't there? I yeah, mean, if you're looking for a kitchen sh- porter right now, good luck. Mm. There no, there's nobody of that level who just want to like be stuck in a kitchen washing pots. Mm. Um, it's really hard. Like, it's you know what I mean. Like, I think it I does just, come because you can't. As much as you want to make the trade sexy, mm. it's not that sexy when you're working on a Friday, Saturday night, and your mates are out. Mm. Yeah, but it's, it's going to be difficult to make that. that. It's, you, it's, not, it's not sexy when you're working and you're getting bullied by and yelled at by customers mm. and you think you're a piece of shit on this shoe. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, you throw in customer behaviour and you think, why would you want to be in hospitality? Because mm. they think you, they do think you're generally just stupid. Like, you know. But, I mean, it, it, it's more than that. I mean, we'll come on to that because I think you, you, you've mm. made a good point there of sort of maybe that's a factor. But, but I mean, it, it's beyond that, isn't it? I mean, we, we've been struggling to recruit before. Mm this crisis um, and ironically at the start of the crisis we did think they might actually solve the recruitment problem if there were uh, less operators out there there'd be more staff that hasn't been proven the case um, you know the chefs are still a nightmare mm. to find um, but it's not just chefs anymore is it it's staff across the whole it's the whole board spectrum yeah um, and I mean what what are you guys doing about it at the moment what, how are you recruiting when you need to recruit what are you doing? Because I know at the Lockhart, you've basically got Lydia bringing in her family most of the time. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's it's friendship groups. She's you know? running out of brothers and it, sisters. Exactly, but it's been it's been that it's been friendship groups that have brought people in, and but they also get looked after well. Mm. So I think that's yeah, that's the thing. I think I'm hearing stories of other operators who don't pay the service charge or incorporate it into an hourly rate. Don't give them star food, um, and they don't them, have any place them to sit. And yeah, makes them rest. leave the building when they. Who's that? Oh, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I think you, like, if you're not looking after you people, like, yeah, okay, everybody goes, well, staff food's expensive, but like, what's, you know, how much does it take you to train someone, you know, retention's where you really need to be. If you're spending all that money on people, in the old days, so many operators would just go, oh, we'll just find someone else. But there's no students coming to London to study. Mm. So you're not even getting them looking for part-time mm. work. There's just no like, Kiwis, no Australians. Yeah, but mm. we, we sort of got out of this trade a long time ago. <laughs> well, I mean, you say that, but I mean, I know the Scottish operators are saying that's their biggest problem, actually, is the lack of Australians. Oh, really? Up in Edinburgh, certainly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, that is an issue. But, um, 
But you know, like they, I don't know. They, I don't think they, the problem we've got is the government don't care about us. They, re, the reality is, all the staff that we they don't care if we go out of business. They really don't. It's interesting because we got we're looking at this training at the moment, aren't we? The sort of degree yeah. pathway for some of the team mm. um, with the guys at Hit, and mm. um, that's been really interesting. That's really, and there is a pot of money to go after, and particularly if they're new. Um, the, but you've still got to find the people still to go in. But this is so. Yeah. So this is. I mean, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in, in next out next week's episode because I think it's it's really interesting the stuff you guys are doing on that. But as he says, you got to go first. Get the person in first, haven't we? Because our retention rate's brilliant, right? Yeah. Really? Once you get them, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? But you've still got to find people that want to go and do this as a mm. career. And you know, I mean, let's be honest. But if your retention rate's like great, why are you looking for people? Business, business is grand. You always have a bit of wastage, don't you? Particularly with students yeah. going back to yeah. to uni. That's the that's the thing. That the only thing I'm looking for at the red right now is a, is a part time kitchen border, mm. and that's the only member of staff I need right now. But it's finding that. Do you know what I mean? But it's always interesting because you, you also need to get rid of the bad ones. You can't afford to carry anyone, mm. so you still need you need you, you need, need a bit of churn. Have that churn. Yeah, mm. yeah. So where, where are you looking for for these people and when you when you have to? A lot of it's word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, get the staff to text their friends, you know, always asking if there's anybody, you know. Um, that's how I get most of the staff, eh? Mm. Get most of them just like... Yeah, we run adverts on different websites and stuff. Yeah. But you just, you know, people apply for jobs and, you know, it's really hard. They've never worked in hospitality and then just have, yeah, crazy expectations of what it looks like, you know. I only can do Monday to Friday, like... 12 mm. to 4 you know what I mean yeah. you're like okay well yeah great thanks um, but you do get other operators coming in we've had a couple coming in to try and get staff nick them no, right the poaching's okay. quite strong but yeah. then they find out what they're getting and the service they're like, oh, okay yeah. just stay here then we're not gonna we're not gonna pay that no you're you know your floor staff are any more than my manager but th- yeah that's, but you're trying to it's money isn't it like mm. you, you know we, when they put the minimum wage up it's yeah. next year you know we already pay above minimum wage but that means we yeah. have to move our minimum wage even more up mm. our, you know our, our, what we pay people so it's yeah. I don't know man it's like it's and costs are going up it's, it's going to just go up and up and up isn't it but I mean money isn't money is important but it's not the be all and end all no. it's also the, the the work-life balance you've got to be thinking mm. about you know, mm. you know ensuring that your teams are getting the right time off that they're you know because that's becoming a, certainly amongst younger younger uh, employees it's becoming a bigger issue isn't it it's mm-hmm. not so much what you're paying it's it's mm. what you're offering mm. on top of that in terms of that sort of ability to yeah, live their lives obviously was, I can't remember the country but it was they've banned basic business emailing or well, phoning was employees Germany wasn't it well, Germany outside of working hours right yes yeah yeah. you know you can't do it yeah. you can't do hospitality when you're like where's the no. yeah. where's the key yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't find we the key we just won't open today because yeah. I can't ring the uh, yeah. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> where's the blue roll yeah, <laughs> yeah like it's just mad I don't know it's, it's not going to get I don't think it's going to get any easier I think no. that's the problem and the problem we've got is customers aren't very understanding I mean, you're not, yeah. you're not having people come in with CV. I mean, this used to be a thing. You know, people yeah. coming in with a CV and going, I'm looking for work. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. used to all that, the time. And I, the irony was that while we were off there, I was in, in a bar in Brighton, and someone did walk in with a CV saying, are you, are you hiring? And the staff were just like, no, I don't, I'm not, don't think we are. And I'm sat there going, yes, you bloody are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's, it, it's, but also you've, you've got like some Amazon and stuff paying good money. Yeah. At supermarkets, making plenty of money, yeah. paying good money, and in fairly good conditions. In, in good hours, more sociable yeah. hours, yeah. You know, weekends, yeah, all that, all that kind of stuff. That, so actually, that, uh, we're, we're you know, we're not unique. I don't think we're also unique as an industry struggling. No. You know, no. it's, um, and let's, let's come on to the other thing that you, you flagged as well, Heath, um, customer behaviour. Mm. Um, that certainly seems to be something that, that's really ticked up in, in the last six months or so in terms of obnoxious behaviour. We're getting lots of operators saying, you know, uh, people are behaving terribly, they're yeah. rude, mm. um, and, and that impacts on staff as well. We, I mean, we what, a, what do you see? We sit like honestly the red it's like some days it's just it's carnage their behaviour is just unbelievable one of my young waitresses she was serving a table and the lady went to complain but grabbed her by the wrist so hard and was yelling at her holding her like you're, you're assaulting someone mm. do you not see you know mm. but people I, I think people are so angry so frustrated about everything and we've been saying this for a while but they just take it out like you know I've been called a lot of names lately. Like, it's just like... Oh, Not just by me and James. Yeah, no, but you just calm down. Mm. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, why you talk... They, they talk to you with no respect and, like, you're a piece of shit. So it should be a government training for, for basically, for customers. Yeah, and then... Yeah, forget yeah. your COVID passport. Yeah. You've got to pass a civility test. Yeah. But yeah. we were saying this about, it. like, you know, reservation systems and stuff, and I see that seven rooms are going into Harrods, and they did a piece there within the paper, and they said, you know, we'll, we keep customers' details. Because I don't think people realise we do that, because the amount of phone calls I do when they ring up, they go, okay, okay telephone number, and I put it in, they go, okay, cool. Oh, is that John? And they go, oh, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. How'd you know? Yeah, we're not Luddites. We've got computers. Do you know what I mean? What is this? And they're so surprised because we do keep track of notes. And you, and know, you, and you make comments on your customers. Oh, heat, yeah, we do. Yeah. 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 Do you we want do to Would you like that to share got, some that of got leaked, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Some of it. But I'd have to bleep most of it out. But we, we, we went and, like, we had a lady the other day ring up, make a booking, and uh, Matt put the details in, and he saw notes from previous things, and he rang it back and said, listen, just so you know, you can't A, do this, B, do that. And she was like quite shocked. And he goes, well, you know, you were, you've, you've taken the piss many times before. Mm -hmm. You know, and we tell people now, like we openly say, listen, the reason you can't book online is because you didn't show up to two bookings before, so we've blocked you. Oh, please, please, please. But they need to know. They don't, they mm -hmm. don't, they've got no respect. I think the problem is they, they don't care. They just want to do what they want and screw it. You know, the amount of times I've been out and hospitality staff have just been treated to like, like mm -hmm. some of the shocking behavior. Mm -hmm. There's almost a, a campaign in there, isn't there? A sort of respect campaign well, we, that Freda, we need to have for... for Fred and Monjay have put the signs up saying, be kind. Do you yeah. see that? They were like... But people look at that and they go, well, that's not me. I'm not no. like that. And you go, well, you are. You've been really rude. Do you know what I mean? Some of the comments some people say are just like... I, I love it. Just a time this is not a crash. Because <laughs> you do see some of the things, you, you know, you don't want to get involved and tell them about a parent, but really your kid's killing the place. Yeah, they don't care, though. They don't care. They, they think once they're in and paying... I haven't brought her in thing. for a while. So. Once they're paying, they think yeah. they can do what yes. they want. Yeah. And they think that you... Because they know that we've all been hit so hard and we need the money. Mm. So they think, well, they're taking, they're taking mm. advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like We had a TripAdvisor complaint that we were getting the cold shoulder and we're rude and all this sort of thing. We went open. <laughs> they came and sat down. We went open. Like, what are you doing? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we're, in, we're in here for a quick lunch. But we're not open. We can't... We, like, like we get what you're saying, but we're not open. So there is like, no lunch. Yeah. There is like you know, and you're getting a negative tripwise. <coughs> yeah. and you know some of the some of the stuff people write. It's just like you know, well, give us a break. But 
it's, a, it's for another day, but you wonder how this whole review thing's going to mature. Oh, I just a long way to go. Jump, mm-hmm. you know, I just think it's rubbish, but um, I don't know. Like, you know, and it's hard. You want to recruit people, and then they're coming in, and like they some of my staff crying because the way people have spoken to them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so we, you know, like if you ring up here and you're like, uh, table for two at eight o'clock. No, fully booked. Even if I've got free tables. <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. Like, mm. if you can't say good evening, hello, morning, whatever, mm, there's please. no niceties. What are you going to be like when you're in the pub? But hey, we're also in a fortunate position where we could, yeah. you know, broadly always full, broadly. Yeah, but I'd rather be, you know, I mean, I'd rather take yeah. a hit than have to deal with, you know, some, mm. just people unreasonable. Do you know what I mean? My thing, you don't like it, go somewhere else. I don't care. Well, there you go. I think we, uh, we need to launch that uh, customer training program, then, don't we? Mm-hmm. So. Let's leave that one there. <laughs> You're listening to the Lock In podcast, and we're going to be giving some new products a go now. Uh, I'm afraid it's beer heavy, Heath. Um, but to be fair, the wine guys stopped sending us samples after you savaged the last lot that they sent in. So, um, really? it's your own fault. I can't remember that. Uh, you, uh, let's face it, you and wine, you're just horrible. So, uh, oh, okay. let's uh, let's start. We've got Guinness Zero. I want to so, try this. I mean, yeah, so I, we, we obviously it was launched uh, while we were off at. Oh, it's nice and. Uh, you, did you shake it? I didn't shake it. No, James may have been juggling it on the way here, but uh, let's uh, let's give this one a go. This is um, obviously the 0% uh, stout. Let's. Guinness is my beer of choice, so I'm going to drink beer. This is true. You are, you are a Guinness fan. Cheers, thank you. Um, so, what do we think? Look, it's like a settling, like it's been poured on mm. draft. Oh, it's got the it's got the widget in, hasn't it? Uh, so it's draft. Um, yeah. There's it no booze. In, no booze in here at all. No booze, I'm afraid. Don't worry. There's some booze in the other cans I've got here, so you'll be uh, you'll be fine. The shakes will stop. It tastes like a milkshake. It's, yeah, it's quite thin, eh? I guess that you, you don't get the viscosity, do you, with the alcohol? Mmm. Ain't bad though. In bad, mm. it's like every, it's like all these products, aren't they? They're, they're getting better and better, but you're never going to replace that no. that yeah. little bit of the bite that you it's get. It's interesting. I, I, like, I, yeah, you need that. You need the alcohol, don't you? Especially when your hands shaking mm. like me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Not are they going to put it on draft, or are they just going to? Well, have I don't it? know. I mean, we've seen Heineken are, um, yeah. are going to go with draft, aren't they? I know they're trialing it in. Um, in some pubs at the moment, which is uh, I'd like to have a look at that. Which is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, one, the one local to me actually, I think, is uh, has been selected to do it. He's, really? he's delighted. So, yeah, be. I mean, that's quite a step forward if they've if they've genuinely cracked that shelf life to stop that was the yeast wasn't it the yeah concern about it, yeast and the lime fermenting uh, the beer and the alcohol and there's no yeah there's no alcohol as a preservative mm. so it, it, mm. the, the shelf life was so bad wasn't it so be interesting to see so, so just pulled it just completely changed the category though won't it, mm. it well because that's what a lot of operators have said haven't they give it to me on draft mm-hmm. and I'll sell it um, well, also from a customer's point of view some of the these low and no are so expensive in bottles mm. so expensive that you think well actually how's it possible you know, yeah. if you took tell me duty so much of my beer, how's this so expensive? Beer? Yeah, yeah. Right, next up we have uh, the uh, Camden Marmite. Um, really? Again, this was uh, this was launched while a while ago while we were off air, uh, so I have been saving it for you. It wasn't because I couldn't get into the strong box they sent it to me at all. 
or cracks the code, but um, I'm more of a Vegemite. Are you person. a Marmite? Well, no, you're, you're, Marmite a, you're an Aussie, aren't you? So, I'm a Kiwi. so um, yeah, Marmite back home is a lot different than the Marmite you guys have is over it? here. Yeah, it's not. You've got, your, your one's a bit shit, to be honest. Is, is it Vegemite? Is that what you? Well, mean? I have veg, I have Aussie Vegemite on my toast in the morning. I mean, I, I don't get the Vegemite thing. I, it, it's rank, but I do like Marmite. So, kind of like that. It's like. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, it's, it's a, made. Well, it's made from brewer's yeast, isn't it? Marmite's yeah, yeah. a byproduct of. Yeah, it's uh, it's got an earthy smell to it, hasn't it? Do you know, I think I think you're either going like to love that. it or you're going to hate it. Mm. Oh, well done. <laughs> it does the shit jokes. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you stole that joke from me. It's actually yeah. written down. No, oh, really? No, I, even I, I would not go that way. I like it. I like it. Uh, it's quite nice. I kinda, isn't it? Yeah, I kind of drink that. So I mean, okay, we like it. Um, What's the ABV? It's fifteen uh, percent. Nine hundred and uh, no, four point eight. Okay. I think if you hadn't told me it's Marmite, I'm not sure. I, think I don't think you'd Marmite. go. It's Marmite. You just go. It's a good, good, mm. strong ale. Mm. Yeah, I'm not getting a lot of Marmite out of that. Yeah, and the back on the back palate, mm. you mm. get it there. Um, that was you were just drinking the Guinness there. That was, I was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so would you uh, I mean branding wise does it stand out do you think I think it's fun yeah cool yeah I mean yeah. It's, it's obviously Marmite isn't it and um, would you stock it I think it's fun I think you'd have it on for a while as a guest appearance mm. do you know what I mean I don't think you'd keep it on your main list mm. it's a, but they're, they're doing it for the fun aren't they they're doing it for the crack oh. so yeah probably you can smell the Marmite when you drink it but mm. it, it doesn't jump out but and also with a Guinness I mean we didn't discuss that would you would you stock that uh, again back to the draft issue for me mm. uh, no probably not no no I'd probably look for someone like Big Drop do their stout which is good yeah yeah um, mm. what about you Heath I mean you're a Guinness drinker would you uh, would you stock the the zero in the pub nah no if I mean not for you obviously because I mean yeah, it's got to have alcohol in it for if you if I'm not happy no one else's <laughs> Mean this place is yep. thoroughly miserable most of the time. <laughs> yes, I know. So and Sophia does her very best to make sure that continues. Is that your Guinness over there? No, that's I've just pulled that oh, in okay. out of that. So yeah, no, it's not oh, okay. That's, going, that's suddenly got more active. Extra frothy. Okay. What next? Uh, right, let's go with the signature brew. We've got two from them. We've got uh, a uh, pink vinyl, which is a fruited goose goose, mm-hmm. um, four point six ABV, and the other is a reverb, which is a New England IPA at six percent. So let's try the fruity one first, shall we? Show me a glass. Yep. So it's a nice, uh, delightful pink colour. Yeah. Oh, that's not my hand shaking, that's his hand yeah, shaking. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so. There we go, James. Lovely, thank you. Right, what do we think? This is, uh, I mean, it's an interesting colour. Oh, Oh wow, what is that? That's, um, that's, that was, uh, that's disgusting. That's quite sharp. I mean, the problem is, I just don't like that style of beer. Mm. Uh, so I think I'll be doing it a disservice, but it's not for me. No, no, no. no. I don't dislike it. No. I don't, it's not my cup of tea, but... It's not tea yet, it's beer. I don't know, on a hot summer's day. That. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's... It's, it's actually... It's, it's all right. It's it's drinkable. It is, yeah, which is um, a really good start for a beer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> or any drink, so, frankly. Yeah, I see. I'll find that. Just put um, it out there. Branding-wise, what do we think? Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Would you stock it? Mm, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Let's try the reverb then, shall we? So, 
So this is a uh, New England IPA. This is a bit punchier, 6%. Boom, bring it on. 440ml can. That's a nice murky. You are shaking, aren't you? That's, no, that's... Uh, that's it. You are, like... Man, Don't pretend you're... That's your vision, he. Man, you're like... What's his name in Leaving Las Vegas? <laughs> Elvis. Uh, no, that's all right, actually. I don't mind that. It's probably just the alcohol that I like. 6%. I was going to say, it's just the... Uh, the mm. It's a bit thin, isn't it? I'm not getting a... Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I, again, I... Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, down that's why with, I don't get with, lost reviews. I know this is. I know. This, I mean, it's like uh, it's the, the we're getting the opinions here. Yeah. Would you stock it? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, we've got quite an eclectic beer list down at the lock part, so it would fit in well. I mean, I would ask Keith, but he's uh, been distracted by food arriving and has uh, left the building. So let's uh, let's move on. Let's try these. So we've got two meantime now uh, to finish with uh, fullback, which is a black IPA. Uh, 6% ABV, which will please you. And the TikTok Bock, which is a, a doppelbock made with surplus bread um, and an ABV 8%. So, uh, is this what the one that they did with tote? To yes, make? with. Yeah. Um, so, let's start with the. Let, let, let's do the full bite, which is a black IPA, first of all. Um, yeah, the other one is, is made with um, surplus bread. So, I think they say one slice is. Uh, is in a can. I had one uh, of those the other day. Um, a toast. Toast. What, some toast? Did you have Marmite on it? No, Vegemite. Ah, right, good. It's not really black, is it? I'm being picky. Oh, man. What do we think? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Nice. Would you stock it? Nah. Branding-wise, what do we think? It's okay. Can't really see it though. I don't know. It's, it's too dark, isn't it? You can't yeah. really see what the, the the. It's a very dark sort of brownie label with gold uh, gold writing on. It's difficult to see. Right. Let's try the uh, the bread number. This is TikTok Bock uh, Doppelback. Eight uh, percent ABV. Thank you, James. Keith, give me a glass. Yeah, that one. So, lighter colour. What's this one? This is the doppelbank. I'm glad you're paying attention and not troughing that's the pizza um, whilst we're doing this. That's strong. That's nice. Yeah, I like this is, that. This I is 8%. Know. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> 8 That's the job done. You're actually starting to look quite attractive here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd stock that. You, you'd flatter me. I'd, I'd stock that, but I'd give the stock taker a problem because stuff would be disappearing. I'd be like that. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, Heath, you going to stock it? Uh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. We're distracting him from his pizza so let's uh, that is all of them um, let's leave that one there you're listening to the lock in podcast and we are at the end of this week's episode it's great to be back well it's okay to be back it's tolerable having to see you two again um, no one let's else it's, well, you know, I've got to get in there first, haven't I? This is uh, what we've yeah. learned over the years. Um, let's let's look back. I mean, we've been looking back at the last six months uh, for this one. Let's let's sort of what what would you say has been the standout um, for you guys? Uh, either highlight, low light, sort of over the last six months. I mean, he's just looked confused by the question. Oh, I don't know. Like, 
probably getting the all clear from the HMRC on that audit. <laughs> that was quite nice. <laughs> and the low was getting the arse to do it in the first place. <laughs> Asked to do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. When you say getting the all clear, I really wonder what that was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Having had a couple of trips abroad, you know, in the last uh, bit. So I don't know, man. I think it's been like, it just, you know, the thing is, it just feels like we've lost two years of our lives just with COVID and, you know, it's just... Who knows what time? I mean, the standout just being allowed to be open for the last six months. Surely, I mean, that's uh, when we when we sort of stopped recording the last series. When we're thanking them just to yeah, let us open, yeah, let us trade. Really let's, let's, let's keep going. It's, um, I think that for me, the highlight's probably the momentum we've got. Right, and people coming back in as enthusiastic. I know we have we've talked about issues about customers, but in the main, certainly down in Sussex, they've been you know pleased to see us and us them. In the main, in the main. <laughs> I know you come in sometimes, Ed. So you know it's not blanket approach it, but yeah, I think that and the strength of Christmas bookings that you know we're yeah, excited. Right, but we've go. still got the Winlock, which does no money. Yeah, which is dead because no one's back in the city. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just you know for every positive, there's always a negative. Uh, and it's just, uh, I mean, you are possibly the most sort of glass half empty person I've ever met in my life. But, uh, I didn't I, take him long to empty it. In fairness, it's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like who knows? Well, I don't know. Like, the, it just let's just get through Christmas, but and see what the government throws at us again because it's not over. I mean, he already looks like a broken man, and it's not even it's December. The table. Well, that is true. So it's here, <laughs> um, and he's on best behaviour. You can tell the, the dynamic has changed. Yeah, it's that death stare, isn't it? Mm. That's uh, like Edward. Would you like me to say? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him so quiet. That's brilliant, isn't it? Now we know what to do. She said, apparently, the reason, you know, my wife's sitting here looking at us, but the reason I'm not saying much is because she always says I'm not funny and my jokes are shit. So That's what you say to me. She's not a liar. I pass it on. <laughs> no one finds you funny. You're not funny. <laughs> the best bit is she's just found out where she can find the podcast now, so you're in a whole heap of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> delighted brilliant well there you go um, let's maybe uh, park this one here that is all for this week's episode of Locking Podcast we'll be back next week uh, we'll be tackling the challenges of recruitment and retention in the pub sector uh, with some special guests including Mark McCulloch who's leading the Hospo Rising Initiative uh, to promote our sector as an employer so it'll be interesting to see what he's been up to and uh, Heath will probably be rude to him uh, that's pretty much standard um, yeah. and we'll be uh, talking to some recruitment specialists as well hopefully to uh, to get their views on what is happening and how we should be dealing with it so are they magicians uh, you never know I hope they're magicians we need magicians you need a magician we can we can arrange that yeah uh, witchcraft yeah when when are you going to see frozen with your daughter again oh saturday yeah okay we'll look forward to that we'll be getting a review let it go (laughs) oh that joke that That is all from me him and him and we will see you all next week bye